What's up, boys? It's Tyler from Boston. Uh, it's about 4.30 uh, Tuesday, and I just got the word that the Bucks just traded for Rob Gronkowski. That's kind of a cool trade, I suppose, but, I mean, at the end of the day, all the Pats really did was trade his rights. So unless he comes out of retirement, we effectively just traded a fourth-round pick for our seventh. But, I mean, what this entails is kind of just – it's mystery. I'm not, like, excited or upset. Because what it means is that we're either going to trade OJ or Brait, possibly, if Rob does come out of retirement, or um, or we're just saying, you know, hey, you know, we're going to roll with three tight ends. I don't think that that would be the case. And for the points that you guys made about him being in football shape or this being like a PR thing, it's kind of a... I don't know. It's kind of a weird trade. Don't really know what to make of it. What do you guys think? What's up, guys? This is Matt from Morvin, Georgia. Just heard the news about Gronk. I say we uh, throw in OJ and, uh, and our second-round pick, move up the top of the first, and get our running back, hopefully five. What's your guys' opinion on that? Anyway, go Bucks. James. Kevin from Orlando calling. I'm sure your phone is ringing off the hook with the latest news. Gronk coming to Tampa for only a fourth-round pick. Wow, I'm amazed that the Bucks were able to keep uh, Howard. Can you imagine the two tight end offensive sets? They will be unstoppable. Anyways, looking forward to hearing your opinion about this. Hey, guys, it's Lakeman Tampa. Shocked about today's developments. Um, was working all day, system issues, network issues, so really wasn't paying attention to my phone. Got a text from a friend at church, and all of a sudden, I'm like, what? And, yeah, it's crazy today. Um, I know they're trying, they're obviously going to trade OJ. Um, hate to see it. Y'all talked about it. I agree with you guys on it, but, we all, I also trust B.A. and Jason, so, hey, I'm not going to second-guess it. Um, hope you guys are staying safe. Go Bucks. Talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, so, David, we're going to go ahead and finish out our uh, our third round of our mock draft, right? That's that's the only that's the only thing we're talking about in this episode is the mock draft. Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty quiet news day all in all on Tuesday coming. You know, nothing really big coming out of uh, the Advent Health Training Center. So, yeah, we might as well. I mean, we can spend like the next hour or so going over our third round mock draft, third round of our mock draft. That is, yeah, yeah. No, we're not only going to talk about the mock draft. Obviously, we're going to go ahead and we're going to finish out the mock draft because that was the plan for this show. But as things tend to go in the world of sports, plans change at the drop of a hat. And we, you know, we had reports of the Buccaneers being in trade talks for Rob Gronkowski. And then all of a sudden, it was a done deal. So 
We're going to go ahead and we're going to get through the third round of the mock draft, and then David and I are going to break down the Gronk trade and what it could possibly mean for O.J. Howard. Yeah, so uh, kicking it off with pick number 65 to open up the third round, the Cincinnati Bengals take Penn State wide receiver K.J. Hamler, who's a guy that I've been a big fan of, uh, really kind of crossing my fingers a little bit that the Bucks might be able to nab him, but there's a lot of wide receivers there available at the end of day two or should be available at the end of day two that I like, so you know, can't get them all. Uh, some other highlights there leading up to the Buccaneers' third-round draft pick, the New York Jets take offensive tackle Matt Pert out of Connecticut, which we, who we've seen mocked to the Buccaneers uh, in some other mock drafts. The Miami Dolphins get Jordan Elliott out of Missouri, another guy. Uh, linebacker Malik Harrison out of Ohio State, someone that I'm a fan of, not just because of Ohio State and not just because of the last name, because he's a talented young guy. Goes to the Los Angeles Chargers and joins his former teammate Joey Bosa over there. Well, actually, I'm not sure they played together, to be honest. Uh, and then at pick number 75, right before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' own third-round draft pick, uh, the Indianapolis Colts secure maybe the quarterback of their future. I don't know. Jacob Eason out of Washington, a guy that, James, I am not very high on. I honestly can't remember your entire opinion of him. I know a lot of people that I talk to are not very high on Eason. So I was pretty happy to see him come off the board before the Buccaneers picked. That way, when we had our conversation about who the Bucs might take, uh, this name didn't even come into the conversation. So good news for me. And ultimately, we actually agreed on this one, unlike our second-round pick. Uh, but I will let you have the honors of telling our listeners who that person was. Yeah, for starters, I mean, I like Jacob Eason, but I do feel that he needs to sit and learn. And I felt that because I did uh, – did I make this? I did. I did make this pick for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I felt that sitting a year behind Phillip Rivers and kind of learning the intricacies of the game was going to help him be a better football player. He's got a, a lot of raw talent, but he needs to sit and, and develop for a year. So I thought Indianapolis was a great landing spot for him. And I'm also incredibly upset that you did not mention that the Arizona Cardinals with pick 72 took the pride of Dayton, Ohio, the University of Dayton tight end, Adam Troutman. Yeah. How but, did I forget? I apologize to all the flyers out there. I do apologize. That was a big focal point for James. Every time a team, guys, <laughs> came up that might need a tight end at one of my choices, James just happened to mention the pride of the Dayton Flyers. So I do apologize for that. He did get drafted, too. Actually, I mean, a team, again, I'm really not sure how much Cliff Kingsbury is going to utilize the tight end. I'm not really sure how how useful a tight end can be with Kyler Murray. But if Kyler Murray's ever going to take advantage of a tight end, if that system's ever going to take advantage of a tight end, you could do worse than the pride of Dayton and Mr. Adam Trout. Hashtag we are UD. But yes, getting to the Buccaneers pick at number 76. Um, obviously, this was done before the trade that we are getting ready to talk about. But one of the needs for this team is a... Uh, another pass catcher for Tom Brady. They addressed the offensive tackle position in round one. They addressed the running back in round two, but there's no replacement right now for Brashad Perryman who jetted off to New York to play with the Jets. So with pick 76, it was uh, no hesitation agreement on both of our parts, taking wide receiver Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. So now you have a situation where the Buccaneers can line up with Mike Evans, on one side, Chase Claypool on the other. You have your combination of Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid uh, at, at tight end, and then you throw Chris Godwin in the slot. I, I, I draft all the Buccaneers in fantasy football, if that is indeed the case. Um, 
So, yeah, we're both really, really high on Chase Claypool. Just so happened that the board fell this way, that uh, that Claypool was available, and we uh, we ran the ticket right up to the podium. There was there was no questioning one another, no debates, no calling in reinforcements, which, by the way, Bailey was really upset that his opinion was not taken into account as the uh, official third host of this show. Well, listen, and, and I thought about bringing Bailey into the conversation. I really did. Uh, I haven't had a conversation with him, but I do. I believe that would be true. And and to Bailey, because I know he also listens to this show as much as he's on it. Um, I wanted all outside opinions, and Bailey is a little too close as the unofficial third host of this show. He's a little too close to the fire uh, to be able to stand back and really look at the whole picture. That's why I didn't go uh, to Bailey. I didn't want to involve Bailey. Um, you so, didn't want to give Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Absolutely. That was absolutely not my intention. Um, to be honest with you, the first response we got back, if you remember who that was, uh, I actually thought was going to say Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So I was actually a little bit surprised when that person came back with J.K. Dobbins and pleasantly so, obviously. Uh, and so, you know, so to be fair, I actually kind of felt like the deck was maybe stacked a little bit against uh, J.K., but it turned out that I was I was wrong on that. Uh, but yeah, as far as Chase Claypool, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I love the pick. You know, anybody who's been listening to this show for you know during the draft season knows that we're both really big on Chase Claypool. Uh, so much so that your own son has become a big fan of Chase Claypool. So you know, that's that's easy. And I will tell you that you know, uh, any anybody out there a little bit skeptical about you know, wow, well, you know, did you guys really just kind of make it fall to where Chase? Uh, I will tell you that at a couple of picks, one of them being the New York Jets at 68 and one of them being the Cleveland Browns at 74, uh, I, I had paused. And I, I don't know if James was sitting there worried a little bit, especially with Cleveland. It took me a little while to make that pick for the Browns, and it came down to Chase Claypool or Willie Gay Jr. out of Mississippi State. And I just I looked at their depth. I looked at their roster, and I figured they needed to shore up that, that middle line. But they lost Joe Schobert. Uh, in the offseason, so I figured they needed to shore up that position a little bit more desperately than they needed to go after a wide receiver, especially in a class as deep as this one. I felt like the Browns could afford to wait, uh, and that's why I went uh, against Claypool with their pick. But believe me, there were some tense moments where it looked like Claypool may have come off the board all right, well, that is going to wrap up our three-round mock draft. Now, for those of you that are curious about every single pick in the third round, this full three-round mock will be published at BucksNation.com on Thursday morning. We were going to go a little more in-depth like we had on Monday and Tuesday, but we got bigger fish to fry. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of your favorite beverage while you're watching all the Tom Brady film you can consume, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. No more trips to the store. No more late-night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNFL. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days 
when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. You are with the Locked On Bucks podcast, and we are locked on Rob Gronkowski today. James, talking about bigger fish to fry. Uh, the only Arizona Wildcat I think I will ever actively root for. I mean, Gronk is just one of those guys that the the way he plays the game, the way he kind of just lives his life. I mean, the dude is just happy and just making the best out of every situation he has. Uh, so I don't know how you can hate on a guy that constantly has a smile on his face and is constantly out there trying to entertain the people. And now he's coming to Tampa. So, I mean, Buccaneers fans who may have cursed Rob Gronkowski's name in the past when he was winning championships with Tom Brady there in New England are going to have to do the same that they're doing with Brady now. And all of a sudden, uh, we saw those tweets, right, when Brady came to Tampa that all of a sudden Buccaneers fans don't believe that deflate gate happened. And now all of a sudden Rob Gronkowski is the greatest tight end since sliced bread. Uh, the Buccaneers reportedly, and as we got to, uh, got to recording, I think you said Adam Schefter has reported that as official. Uh, but reportedly, we're still going to go with that for now. Rob Gronkowski heading to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the New England Patriots along with a 2020 seventh-round draft pick, and the Buccaneers are sending a 2020 fourth-round draft pick. We don't know which fourth-round draft pick, but I assume, James, that it's the earlier of the two, not the compensatory pick. Uh, but that is the reported deal put in place, sending Rob Gronkowski to the Buccaneers, returning to football after a year out of the game to join forces with, for the time being, O.J. Howard, Cam Bray, Tanner Hudson, Anthony Auclair, and, of course, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and uh, Tom Brady, I mean, I don't think I've ever said this about the Buccaneers, but the rich are getting richer. Uh, for what it's worth, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, at 6.29 p.m. as we're recording this sent out a tweet of a gif of Devin White dancing. Take for that what you will. Uh, maybe that's their way of talking about the Gronk trade without talking about the Gronk trade quite yet. Uh, and our friend Jill Beckman also just tweeted out, I'll just sleep next off season. So apparently she is a very busy person right now. Look, I don't, I don't dislike the compensation for Rob Gronkowski, whether it's the Bucks regular fourth round pick or the compensatory fourth round pick. Um, they get Gronk and a seventh. The money concerns me. The health concerns me. The durability concerns me. The loss, potential loss of O.J. Howard concerns me. So I'm not over the moon <clears throat> like a lot of Buccaneers fans are right now. I'm very meh. I'm excited about the potential that this has, but I am concerned about what they could potentially lose. Because look, Rob Gronkowski is on a one-year, $10 million deal. Is it possible that Gronk decides to restructure that and maybe turns a one-year $10 million into a two-year $18 million deal and he plays for the Bucks as long as Tom Brady does? Absolutely. But my fear is you're going to be giving up on a guy like O.J. Howard and sending him out the door for draft compensation at some point over the weekend for one year of Rob Gronkowski. And that is the side that doesn't really sit well with me. On the flip side, we are in an unprecedented time right now. We don't know how this offseason is truly going to work. You have 12 teams that started virtual offseasons this week. 
We don't know when these guys are going to get on the field with one another. We don't know when these guys are actually going to be able to start building a chemistry and building a rapport on the field with one another. So it's great to sit here and talk about Tom Brady having weapons like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Cameron Braid and OJ Howard and all that. But if they don't get enough time on the field together, it, the Bucks could be off to a slow start and the sky will be falling. If the Bucs go out and spend this money on Tom Brady and they gave up on Jameis Winston and they made a trade for Rob Gronkowski and they start off one and two, the sky will be falling. So it makes sense to go out and get Brady's all-time favorite target and bring someone into the building that Tom Brady has a built-in rapport and a built-in chemistry with that he can trust no matter how long it takes him and Evans or him and Godwin to get on the same page with one another. There's that security blanket. There's that comfort factor. So from that side, it makes sense. The part that bothers me, I was concerned about potential compensation. I'm fine with the fourth-round pick. But what concerns me is giving up on a guy like O.J. Howard only three years into his career. I was so excited to see what O.J. could have done with Tom Brady. And I just it's possible that they keep him. But I just feel like that this is the end of the road for O.J. in Tampa Bay. And so that's why I'm not over the moon thrilled about this Gronk move. So we're, we're going to get more into O.J. Uh, in, our, in our final segment, I think. Um, so, so I want to kind of cycle back to Gronk and, you know, we, we had this conversation before and I, I told, it was, it was funny cause we were actually out running a few essential uh, uh, errands and this whole thing was kind of developing as we were out. And, and I, I told my wife, I said, you know, it was like, it's funny because we actually had a conversation not that long ago on the podcast about the potential Rob Gronkowski coming back. And I remember that James was just against it. Um, and that I was kind of for it and kind of and made the case that it was a potential, that it was a possibility and something that I could see happening. And now that it's happened, I just, I'm going to double down and essentially Rob Gronkowski to me. And until he says otherwise, I'm not going to honestly believe otherwise that he left the game of football last year because of the same reason that Tom Brady essentially knew that last year was his last year in new England. And these are not words out of their mouths. I'm definitely putting my opinion into their actions uh, but I feel very strongly that I'm probably at least close to accurate with it and that Rob Gronkowski saw what the Patriots were doing and that basically it's all on Tom, it's all on Julian, and it's all on Gronk. After that, they're not doing anything on offense. They're not bringing in any top-shelf running backs. They're not bringing in any other elite wide receivers or top targets for Tom to use. It's just it's you guys. You're going to make this thing happen, triangle offense, whatever you want to call it, and we're going to go back to the Super Bowl because if you're really the greatest, you're going to make it happen. So Rob said, you know what? I'm, I'm injured all the time. It's not worth the tread on the tires. I'm just, I'm not doing it anymore. Sorry, guys. I love you. I'm out. Tom, seeing the same thing. And James, we talked about this before Tom Brady came in, right? And I remember saying, or we were, I remember us saying that it, as legal tampering started, if you saw the Patriots kind of making moves for some of these top wide receivers, that was a sign of what I was talking about, is that the Patriots saying, hey, look, Tom, we got it. We got the picture. We're bringing you weapons. We're bringing you weapons. We're bringing you weapons. Just stick with us. And they failed. They tried to get Stephon Diggs. There were talks that, they, that they, the Texans and the Patriots had talks about DeAndre Hopkins. They tried to go out there and get some of these weapons. It didn't work. That's when you saw Tom Brady to Tampa really start to steam up uh, and get cooking. Rob Gronkowski coming back. 
I mean, it just it just reaffirms me even more and more what I believe, and that is that these two players saw what the Pats were doing, didn't appreciate it, didn't like it, felt like they were taking advantage of their stature, whatever you want to call it, more than supporting them, wanted to go somewhere that would provide them that supporting cast or make them part of that supporting cast, and now the Buccaneers have done that uh, with these players. So I love I love the deal. I love the compensation. The fact that the Bucs gave up one of their fourth-round draft picks, got back a seventh. So now the Bucks select in every single round of this draft, uh, pending any more further trades, right? So I love that fact, and they didn't give him any, and they didn't give up OJ Howard. Like honestly, if if I had to build a trade with the New England Patriots, I probably would have assumed it would be OJ Howard for Rob Gronkowski, and I was thinking a second round draft pick, and you know there it would be OJ and a seventh, or OJ and a fifth, or OJ and a, you know what I mean, whatever OJ and something for Gronk in a second. That's essentially what I was thinking the Bucs might pull off here. What it means for OJ, again, we're, I think we're going to get deeper into that uh, later. But at the end of the day, I like the pick, or I like the trade, because as many, as many times as Gronk has had injury uh, problems, and, we, and we've documented those and everybody knows about them, this is still a guy who's played in at least 13 games in his last five years. He did lose a lot of weight when he left the NFL. But this is a guy who's been doing this for a while. He knows how to get back into football shape. And... Honestly, losing all that weight for the period of time that he did for the last year or so actually might help him coming back for this year because now his joints and his limbs haven't had to carry all that NFL tight end weight that he's been carrying around all the time. I would argue that's possible. He's even healthier now than ever before. Well, not ever before, but you know, you, you get where I'm going with that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But as much as Buccaneers fans were concerned about the potential of Tom Brady getting injured when he came to the to the Bucks, I would be more concerned about Rob Gronkowski getting injured. So that is a very real possibility, something that the Buccaneers really have to take into serious consideration. But in April, I think it's just all exciting. Yeah, and there's no question when Gronk is on the field, he is an absolute monster in the receiving game and as a blocker. So I'm excited about Gronk. I do hope that the year off helped him heal up and helped him get better and that we will see him play his first full season since 2011. Um, and, yeah, David, you're not alone in, in that sentiment that Gronkowski didn't retire from the game of football. Gronkowski retired from playing for Bill Belichick. And I can absolutely see how playing for Bill Belichick is going to wear on a person. And, and I can't remember who said it. It was somebody on NFL Network. It might have been. Ian Rappaport or it might have been Andrew Siciliano, but one of them had said that Gronk was just mentally exhausted. He was just burnt out on the Patriot way. It was Jeff Darlington. Now I'm remembering not NFL Network, ESPN, but Jeff Darlington, who, if you guys remember, was out in the forefront of Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. He was saying it long before anybody else but he was saying that Gronk was just mentally exhausted and he needed to get away. So the opportunity to go back and play with his best friend, Tom Brady, because they are incredibly close off the field as well as on the field to go play for a coach like Bruce Arians in a more relaxed atmosphere and not have to deal with Bill Belichick and, and the way that new England does things was really intriguing. He didn't stop loving the game of football. He didn't stop playing because he didn't want to play anymore. He just needed a break. So, you know, somebody, I think it was Adam Schefter, had tweeted out that 
Gronk has already been working out and putting football weight back on for the last month, basically since Tom Brady signed with the Buccaneers and he was getting himself ready and trying to make this happen. You know, it's it's a wait and see. I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I'm just real curious as to what's going to happen over the course of the weekend as far as do the Bucs retain three tight ends? Does that mean they're you know they're going to line some up in the slot while having the other two on the line and they're not going to worry about drafting a third receiver but good heavens what a wild wild time to be a buccaneers fan i can't remember anything like this ever i have followed the buccaneers for 25 years and i can't remember a single point in time that was anything like what's going on right now all right we are talking rob gronkowski traded to the tampa bay buccaneers but david i kind of talked about it in in the last segment and i i want to get your thoughts because i know we're we're going to be coming up against the clock here in a little bit so i want to make sure you get your thoughts in here what does this mean the addition of rob gronkowski a guy who has played a full season of just playoff games with over 1,200 yards and something ridiculous like 20 touchdowns in 16 postseason games. What does this acquisition mean for the future of O.J. Howard or Cameron Bray? Uh, it means flexibility. And the flexibility is on the part of Jason Light and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It means they have options. And one of the options – they can they can run with is to have potentially the best tight end group in NFL history. And I'm not stuttering when I say that. Um, another option they can take is to keep a probably the best tight end duo in the league in 2020 and turn one of those three or well, you know, one of the two remaining tight ends uh, into draft compensation or maybe a player, you know, uh, I mean, the, the 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 options are really kind of endless, right? You look at uh, you look at the, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, for example. Could they use a tight end? I believe they could. So they could they could potentially work out a deal. Uh, last year, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had their eye on Deontay Johnson, and the Pittsburgh Steelers came in and swooped him out from under them. And and you know the the story hit Twitter and everything that Bruce Arians texted over and said, oh, "I was about to take him." You know, you curse words. Um, so who, who's to say that they don't trade a tight end to Pittsburgh for that wide receiver, and now they've got their wide receiver? There, there are a lot of options here, and I think all eyes are on O.J. Howard because, for one, Cam Brate just took a pay cut to stay with the organization. Man, it would be some dirty, dirty business to have that dude take a pay cut and then ship him off. So you want to believe that that's probably not going to happen. So that puts the target squarely on O.J. Howard, and the rumors have already been out there. So if those rumors have been true, that the Buccaneers are either shopping or receiving offers for O.J. Howard. If they're just receiving offers, that's really just par for the course, right? The Buccaneers, are, they're an NFL team. Jason Light's a GM. It's, it's known that he likes to play the trade game. So if the New York Jets or whoever calls up and says, hey, we're interested in O.J., what would it take to get him? And he says, what would you offer? And da-da-da. Doesn't necessarily mean he wants to, quote-unquote, trade O.J. Howard. But this definitely opens up the door for some things. But here's... James, last year, you know, I, I like to kind of give my own like crazy ideas of what could be right, and some of our listeners enjoyed that. Enjoyed that, so I want to I want to paint a picture for you. So the Buccaneers, right? I don't know what week. I don't know who the opponent is. Doesn't really matter. Have the ball. I don't know. Put it on the three yard line. Game's close. They need a touchdown. 
you got Tom Brady at quarterback. You got your five offensive linemen. You got OJ Howard lined up in line. You got Cam Brate lined up next to him, staggered. You got Rob Gronkowski lined up right next to him, staggered even more. That puts you up to nine guys, right? You got Mike Evans split out as a wide receiver. And you got Vita Vea in the backfield. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right? The, the defense lines up. You break the huddle with about 15 to 18 seconds left on the play clock. The defense lines up. Tom Brady does something Tom Brady-esque. And next thing you know, the defense is looking at O.J. Howard split out. Mike Evans split out. Uh, O.J.'s in the slot, by the way. Cam shifts in line. Rob is on the other side. And you still got Vita Vea in the backfield. What are you going to do? You know what you're going to do? You're going to say, man, there goes six points. Hopefully Matt Gay misses the extra point. That's what you're going to do. That is an option the Buccaneers have. And they can do it because they don't – money is never a problem, right? Uh, to quote the great Jermaine Dupree, money ain't a thing. <laughs> can't believe I just did that. Um, I can't believe you did either because <laughs> Dupree is terrible. <laughs> All right. The money is not a problem. The money is not a concern. They will find the money. They will work it out. I don't, you said maybe Rob comes in and adjusts it two years to 18 million. I don't know, man. I'm honestly looking at maybe Rob comes in and adjusts it two years, 12 million. Honestly, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll see how that works. I'm not really concerned about it. But if they really need to, they can shift OJ. I am leaning on this means the Buccaneers are trading OJ Howard. In a vacuum, I hope they get a first round draft pick for him. And I wouldn't actually play the New England Patriots out of this. I know that this initial deal is reported, you know, the Bucks sending a fourth round draft pick to the Pats, the Pats get or give back Gronk in a seventh, but I, w- I still wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibility that the Patriots give up uh, their 23rd overall pick to the Bucks for OJ Howard. I mean, I know that's a little bit rich, right? But the Pats are a team that have overpaid in the past. Um, OJ Howard is, you know, four years removed as of draft weekend from being a, a first round draft pick at the 19th overall pick. Doesn't have any lingering injury issues. Still is uber athletic. Still very young. Two years left on his rookie deal, counting his fifth year option. Um, so you know, I wouldn't put outside the realm for Jason like to ask for that first round pick. You're probably looking more like a second round pick, I think. But if the Buccaneers get the right offer for OJ Howard, they have the potential, James, of picking three or four players in the top 100 picks of this draft, adding Tom Brady, adding Rob Gronkowski still retaining Cam Brate, having Tanner Hudson, having Anthony Auclair. And, I mean, if they got some extra draft capital, you never know. They may go throw a draft pick at Thaddeus Moss if he's there on day three, which, according to our mock draft, he will be there uh, when the fourth round starts. So they could throw some draft capital, move up into the top of the fourth round, take Thaddeus Moss, and now you've got all kinds of potential there. So, I mean, either way, this shakes out. The Buccaneers win. The only thing that's going to lose is the sentimental attachment that people have to O.J., and James, you and I are right there. OJ has been on the show. He's someone that we've talked to. Uh, he's someone that when I went to training camp, I made it a, a point to go and, and seek him out, shake his hand, thank him for being on the show, wish him good luck. He seems like a genuinely just good dude. So want all the success in the world. But really, no matter what the Buccaneers do with OJ Howard, they're winning. Uh, real quick, a couple of things. Uh, number one, Pat McAfee has indeed tweeted out a photo of him kicking footballs in his backyard. Let's go. Uh, Who owns his rights? Or did, was he a free agent when he retired? He was a free agent when he retired. Fantastic. Greg Allman, 
of The Athletic, friend of the show, original host. Shout out do to we, the OG. Do we trust him? Is he, a, is he a reputable source? I believe so. I believe so as well. He tweeted out, quote, the pick the Buccaneers are sending to the Patriots in the Rob Gronkowski trade is the compensatory fourth rounder, 139th wow. overall. They essentially gave up a half season of Dion Buchanan last year yeah. for Gronkowski and a seventh round pick. That is amazing. Jason, well Light. done, Jason. Yeah. Light. I mean, all the hate that Jason Light gets, guys, you got to give it up for your GM right there. Even if Gronk gets hurt in training camp, this is an amazing move and a bold move. You got to give it up for him. When the Bucks went all in with Tom Brady, they went all in. So I promise for those of you shaking your heads at me for not being as excited as David or as excited as you, I will get there. Just let me get through draft weekend. Let's see how this all shakes out when all is said and done. When the dust settles, let's see how this team looks. And um, coming up tomorrow to give us a little preview of the draft is our favorite guest of the show, Carmen Vitale, will be joining us on tomorrow's episode to preview the NFL draft and potentially give her thoughts on the move for Rob Gronkowski. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Can I just say this, James? Maybe. And this goes out to every fan that is maybe poo-pooing this deal to get Rob Gronkowski. Just because the roller coaster may make you vomit. (laughs) Or once you get on the ride, even if the roller coaster does make you vomit, does not make you wrong for having been excited while you were waiting to experience the ride. I say this every year. The Buccaneers by October may have already broken your heart. Guys, enjoy the wins when you get them. Because if you've been a Bucs fan for longer than Tom Brady has been a Buccaneer, you already know this may be the only chance you have to be happy. So even if, for the if, next even if it doesn't work out, Aggression of action is always, always fun to witness. Your team is being extremely aggressive, and they're doing it the right way. They're not overpaying for it. So even if the ride is going to make you vomit, man, stand in that line, look at those loop-de-loops, and get ready for the ride because it's going to be fun up until the moment you puke. Now, once you puke, yeah, you can be mad all you want. I'm not going to hate you for that. But until the ride actually makes you sick, just get ready for the fun. Also, that's why you always sit in the front of the roller coaster. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, Trevor Sikama for moving to Charlotte because apparently he was the problem the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Until tomorrow, please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks. And at Bucks underscore nation, check out the Locked On NFL mock draft over on the Locked On NFL channel. Uh, six episodes going all the way through round one and even giving those without first round picks, picks in the second round. And you know what? Locked On Bucks fans, let's unite. Let's work together in this. And I need all of you to tweet at Pat McAfee show that he needs to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's flood his mentions with people wanting him to join the Buccaneers because that would just be glorious. And uh, if you didn't see it on Twitter, Locked on Bucks has already called dibs on his first interview if he signs.
A big thank you to all of you that called in. We got flooded with voicemails the minute this Gronkowski deal went down. So we thank all of you for calling in. Hope to hear from more of you over the course of draft weekend and into next week. David, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of voicemail episodes coming up next week. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Happy NFL Draft Day Eve. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.